Hey guys, I'm Todd Stewart, and welcome to In The Know, a podcast by Dispatch. I'm a marketer here at Dispatch. I love meeting new people, finding out their stories, and what business lessons they can pass on to other business leaders. Starting now, we'll have different guests on the show. We'll talk about marketing strategies, smart financial decisions, simple hacks to make your life easier, lessons from inspiring people, and advice on how to make memorable customer service. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or follow us on SoundCloud and stay up to date with the newest episode every week. For the first episode, I'd like to welcome Avi Goldberg, my boss and CEO of Dispatch. All right, so this first episode, I'd like to welcome Avi Goldberg. Avi is a serial entrepreneur currently working on his 10th startup. Two went public, two were sold, and is now paving the way for Dispatch. For this episode, we're walking through how he has impressed the customer and how enterprises can impress the customer in today's modern day world. So if you wouldn't mind, you can just introduce yourself, uh, how you started and why you started Dispatch and basically what you're doing right now. Sure. Uh, so I'm Avi Goldberg. I am a CEO of Dispatch and uh, I started the company in 2012 or 2013 uh, after I, you know, had a problem with my washing machine. Uh, I like to tell this story whenever I, I talk to customers and it and uh, it still resonates, but we can all appreciate what happens when uh, when something breaks in your home. So here I was, a, uh, a father trying to take care of uh, three kids and dirty laundry, and my washing machine broke. And I uh, called up Home Depot, which is where I purchased it, and tried to get them to to come and fix it. And they said, well, we don't have any service providers and you know, it, you're in luck, it's under warranty, so call your warranty company. So I called the warranty company and they said, uh, you're in luck, here's the name of five service providers that are part of our network, uh, give them a call, they'll come and fix it. Called every single one of them and nobody called me back. And so I was so frustrated by the experience and, and how much it would cost me to actually go to a, a local laundromat to get it, you know, my clothing washed, I decided to go back to Home Depot to buy a new one. and. What I couldn't understand was in a world where Uber and OpenTable existed, why would it be so difficult for me to identify a service provider or even get in touch with somebody? I mean, here I was, I had a problem, I needed it solved in home services and, I, and it wasn't an easy experience. And so I felt like there needed to be some disruption. There needed to be something that came along, whether it was a service or a company that could help a homeowner easily identify, match, and book a service provider. And that's where, you know, kind of the idea of dispatch originated. And so you've been involved with companies, you've started, you've been on the founding team. Talk to me about how you've put the customer in the middle. Obviously they've been successful and they've been successful because you've made the customer feel valued and listened to. How have you done that? All right, so it depends who the customer is in any given, you know, company. Who, who is the person or what is the problem that you're trying to solve? So in the origin of dispatch, you know, the problem that I was trying to solve was initially a homeowner problem. And in researching that problem and really trying to understand how to, how to address the needs and concerns of the homeowner, uh, what I discovered was that there were several other personas, there were several other people along the way who had problems that needed to be solved. And I realized that there were problems that needed to be solved in it at Home Depot or at the, you know, at the large enterprise, uh, at the local service provider who was, you know, managing the work or was was not calling me back when I needed someone to help me fix the job. Uh, the local technician who, you know, who works for that small business. So there are lots of people or there are lots of you know, components that are part of that workflow where problems emerged 
where there was an opportunity for, for a company to come around to, to solve those problems. And so you first have to decide like, what is the problem that you're solving and how big that problem is. Once you identify that the problem is big enough and that there's a pain that people are willing to pay for, then you can quickly develop a product and then, you know, and then try to get adoption across that, you know, across that user base. And so, you know, not surprisingly, our first version of Dispatch was was a, you know, a consumer-facing application, which, you know, looks like a better version of Angie's List, or, you know, we, we tagged ourselves as kind of the Uber for home services, but it was a complete failure. I mean, all of the assumptions that we made around how to solve that problem and where we should invest money, we realized that, you know, that pain is huge. And sure, you know, this, this solves the big problem, but people weren't willing to pay for that solution. And so we had to rethink what our, our strategy was around how to solve the problem and where the pain existed in order for us to get adoption for our, for our product. Do you see technology creating new opportunities and new like pain points and new expectations that, that customers face? Like the reason why I bring this up is like with Amazon Go, their new store, you can walk in, you can take something off the shelf, you can leave. Uber Freight, they're trying to go into now freight with the shipping and breather that you can rent a, a office location in a matter of seconds. Everything's now turning to this on-demand world this technology, it's sort of created this new expectation in the customer's mind. Is that a, a good thing for companies that now have to satisfy those expectations? Or do you think that that's a, a problem? I think that there are certain industries where that, you know, where you, you can achieve, you can meet and exceed a customer's expectation by setting up a service like that. But then there are certain industries where it is unrealistic expectation. In the, in the home services industry, where you have you know, a local service provider, a small business, you know, Chuck in the truck, Dan in the van, he is not waiting on a street corner for you to, you know, press a button and have him show up and he'll have, you know, all the right parts and all and, and the knowledge um, required to fix the problem that you have. It's an unrealistic expectation. And so companies that want to present themselves as being able to be on demand in the home services space is, is I think, creating false expectations for, for homeowners and it will create a bad experience, you know, consistently. I think that if you have, you know, a salon or if you have, you know, a gym or if you have, you know, an empty workspace and you want to, you know, um, surface the availability of, of that chair, that table or that workspace, that's easy. You know, that, that is a much easier problem to solve if you can aggregate, you know, all of that capacity and be able to surface that in a, you know, in some sort of application and let people know that it's available. You can create a marketplace or you can create, you know, a transaction between someone who needs that service and, and the availability of that, of that, uh, of that space. Very, very different in, in, in home services are very different when you're dealing with skilled labor because you're trying to match, you know, the problem that a homeowner has um, or that somebody has that needs to be fixed and making sure that, that that problem is really clear. Like, is it really what they think it is? You know, they say that there's, you know, there's a, a sound that's coming out of the washing machine. Is that a sound that is related to something operational, or is it because you you dropped a penny in your, you know, in, in your pocket and it's and it's now making a sound inside of the washing machine? So triaging the problem is, you know, one stage of it, and then understanding or knowing, you know, matching that with the availability and the skill and the price and the performance of a service provider network that might or may not, you know, may or may not be available is has complexities that far, you know, that are far reaching. And it's very, very hard to do it. So I think, you know, to your question around, you know, meeting expectations, every service company wants to meet and exceed the expectations of their customers. But 
what the on-demand economy has done is has to a certain extent it said it has set a standard, but it has also set an unrealistic expectation for service companies in that they'll never meet, they'll never be an Uber in home services. It just will not happen. Um, we will be able to help you potentially speak to someone quickly um, or at a specific time, but being you know being able to magically have someone show up within a minute to your front door who's the right person to fix that problem at the right price and at the right performance level, um, I just, I don't see it happening. When it comes to enterprises, uh, that you're right, there is nobody sitting on the street corner that's gonna be able to quickly get on a job and have all of the information and the parts right away. But how are enterprises who are in this situation, how are they, changing and adapting to better solve their customers' needs? Great question. Enterprises, not unlike any small businesses, you know, they're all run by, by people like us. They're all people that are consumers themselves and are enamored by all of the changes that are occurring around them. And so, you know, the first time somebody experiences Uber, you know, and they have that magical experience of being able to press a button and have somebody show up, you know, within a few minutes, you know, they, they look at the company that they work for and say, you know, is this even possible within our company? And so I think that a lot of the customers that we have that, you know, that have adopted our technology and looked at, you know, and looked at our solution to help them, you know, create the infrastructure for, you know, addressing the, you know, the growing expectations of, 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 of homeowners or other customers, you know, are looking at how do they implement these features or these, you know, how do they meet and exceed the expectations of their customers within their own company? And so they're looking around, they're experiencing it for themselves. They know that certain things are not, you know, they're not able to achieve, but they're, they're thinking about how to use technology, how to evolve, you know, some of the antiquated systems that they might have in place to be able to, you know, to, to put themselves in the right position to be a leading company that, that can and will in the future address and meet the expectations of their customers. And so it's making an investment today that you know may pay off you know a year or two later. It's nothing's going to be immediate, but it's going to be something that, that that will take time and and coordination you know with potentially an outside vendor and with internal employees to be able to achieve that so that they can meet that expectation. Who who in your mind on the enterprise side is currently doing that? Yeah, I think that Service Master has been very public about you know their efforts and their investment in you know, in technology and in, in meeting, you know, the ever-growing needs of, of their customers. And so for a company that is in 100,000 homes a day, they have adopted a, a, a philosophy and a, and a new infrastructure that they're calling SurfSmart, which is the digital transformation of their business around, around technology and, and helping to, you know, to meet the needs of their, of their customers and, and essentially saying, you know, we are the one-stop shop for all of your home needs uh, whether it's pest control or cleaning or, you know, or insurance for or around appliances. And so because of that infrastructure that they're building, whether you use them for home cleaning or for pest control, the experience will be a digital experience and they will be able to immediately be able to address and meet your needs, you know, and be able to follow the performance of all of their service providers within the life cycle of that service experience. And so they are definitely one of the companies that, that we've seen that has taken a leadership role in adopting new technology to be able to, to serve their, their customer base. And I would say most of the other home warranty companies out there are all aspirationally heading in the same direction 
and you see that with large retailers and um, you know other franchises too. So I'd like to wrap up with this final question, staying on the lines of the service enterprise. I want you to fill in the blanks for me. So in 2016, service enterprises were focused on blank, and in 2017, they're focused on blank. In 2016, service enterprises were still learning about customer experience and the benefit of, of customer experience a growing requirement that customers have to be more like Uber, to be more like OpenTable, if that's even possible. In 2017, you still have many service organizations that are still learning about how to you know, implement that. So if, they've, if they have already figured it out and made a decision to buy something to help them meet the needs of their customers, then it's about what, do I, what am I learning from that? The technology that I've now implemented provides me with a new data set that will help me get closer to the customer. And so now that data has you know, a rich amount of information about you know, who is my homeowner, who's my customer, how else can I help them beyond just meeting their expectation? Because I know that I'm there for them when they first call me, but can I predict, can I help incentivize them to take an action you know, in the future without them having to call me where I'm able to you know, preempt the initial call and say, hey, let me call you before something, before it becomes a problem to let you know that I'm, I'm here to solve that problem. So it's all of the data that's being collected in the field and using sort of artificial intelligence um, you know, to, help, you know, to help predict and drive you know, future decisions for a company. And I think a lot of enterprises are gonna be thinking about um, how to, you know, how to you know, better understand that and better leverage either a third party to help them interpret and, and, you know, and, and understand the data that they have or they're going to be building out that functionality inside of their company. Thanks for listening to In The Know, a podcast by Dispatch. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud. That way you can stay up to date with every new episode. 